Okay, Facebook. I have seen way too many posts blaming Donald Trump for all the problems in North Korea. So we're going to take a look at the situation in North Korea and we're going to try to figure out who is actually at fault. A little bit of history here. I love history, so hold on and let's see what we can learn. On August the 15th, 1945, Japan surrendered and World War II was finally over. Japan had ruled Korea since 1876 and when the Americans took over Japan, that left Korea open. At that point, Korea was divided in half. The Americans took control of the south side and the Soviet Union took control of the north side. So a little bit of information here about the war. Technically, the Soviet Union was one of the good guys in World War II. And in all fairness, we probably would not have won World War II as quickly if it wasn't for the Russian troops. They were able to fight in the cold winter when the German troops were not as equipped for that winter. But the first error, Soviet Union had control of North Korea. The idea for Korea was the same as the idea for Germany and Japan. The winning countries would take control long enough to set the country up for success and freedom, and then they would walk away. This would be overseen by the newly created United Nations. This worked in Germany, Japan, and South Korea. However, while the Soviet Union was a good guy in theory, they were actually really, really, really bad. Because communism always is really, really, really bad. In 1948, Kim Il-sung, who was the leader of the Communist People's Army, he convinced the Soviet Union to make sure that the UN would not have any elections held in North Korea. Second error, no elections were held. And so the Democratic People, Republic of Korea, with Kim Il-sung as premier, became a reality. Russia eventually left North Korea, but not before they drained most of their natural resources and left all the people starving. Meanwhile, in South Korea, the elections were held and a new government was formed. And as promised, the Americans gave control back to the Korean people and left the country in 1949. However, they left too early. The government was not strong enough. The army was not prepared enough. And here's our third error. For the next two years, battles are constantly held on the border of North and South Korea. And then, June 25th, 1950, North Korea invades South Korea. And the Korean War officially starts. On paper, this is a war between North and South Korea. But in reality, this is a war between communism and freedom. Almost immediately, the communists from North Korea took control of almost all of South Korea. Only a few small sections were left. Russia and China backed their communist friends. It looked hopeless for the people in South Korea. President Truman was the president in the USA, and he had a hard choice to make. They lost so many Americans in back-to-back -back world wars. The government had not restocked the military needs. But he knew if communism was allowed to spread, we would have another world war. The world needed to know communism would not be allowed to dominate. So President Truman sent troops to South Korea. Into our story marches Douglas MacArthur, a hero of World War II. MacArthur took the troops to the border and he took control. It was an easy victory 
and soon the troops had freed all of South Korea and had taken control of almost all of North Korea. Under the authority of MacArthur, this was going to be a simple and effective war. But then the Chinese marched into North Korea. And here's our fourth error. China should not have gotten involved in the Korean War. The Chinese army was not as strong as the American army, but they were much larger. And the number of the soldiers made it impossible to beat. Quickly, the Americans were pushed back to the South Korean border. It looked like the Chinese were going to take control of both the North and South Korea. It looked hopeless. In walks our next amazing general, Matthew Ridgway, on December 23rd, 1950. For the next 100 days, the Americans fight, and the Chinese are finally driven back across the border into North Korea. During that 100 days, Seoul was controlled by the Americans, then the Chinese, then the Americans, and then the Chinese, and then finally the Americans. For the next year, the Communists and the Americans wage war. But during that year in America, they were having an election. Dwight D. Eisenhower, he ran under the promise that he would end the Korean War. The Americans were tired of war. They didn't understand what the Korean War was about. In November of 1952, Eisenhower won the election. In December, while he was president-elect, and that means he had been voted in, but he hadn't been sworn in. Eisenhower visited South Korea, and he decided the war was not winnable, and he was out. The generals begged him to continue. They felt like they were really close to winning. And here's our fifth error. They didn't finish the job. Communism was not defeated. This error was going to lead to the Cold War. And that's a really interesting war. I think I'm going to tackle that in another episode because Russia and communism seems to keep popping up in our news. So, 1953, the UN signs an agreement between North Korea and China. Interesting, the USA and South Korea did not sign this agreement. You're probably thinking, hey, wait a minute, where's Canada all in all this? We had troops in there too. Well, we did. We sent a whopping 26,000 troops and eight destroyers. So, you know, maybe we could have helped out a little bit more. But 516 Canadians, 516 Canadians died in the conflict. 36,651 Americans died. After the UN made this peaceful agreement, Kim Il-sung went on a rampage. He murdered everyone who was not communist. This is the way every communist party works. Let me tell you, where there's communism, there's millions of dead citizens. Kim Il-sung had a focus on military, and that is where all the money was going to go. Then the 1970s, Korea had a mining crisis. Suddenly, countries didn't need their mining, and they had no money. So for the citizens, things went from bad to worse. Then the 1980s, North Korea starts its nuclear program. This would have been a really great time for the UN to step in and take control if the UN did anything useful ever, but no, we'll call that the seventh error. Then in September of 1991, the most insane thing happened. The UN allowed both the South Korea and the North Korea to join the UN. We'll call that the eighth error, or what were they thinking? The 90s come along, and the 90s give us Bill Clinton. So when he wasn't sleeping with interns in the White House, he was making stupid deals with North Korea. And while he was still negotiating that deal, Kim Il-sung died. July 8th, 1994. His son, Kim Jong-il, takes power. So his father's slogan was focus on the military. 
Junior's slogan was Army First. So, you know, not a whole lot changed. The deal moved forward and was signed on October 21st, 1994. All right, here's how the deal went. The USA gave North Korea 500,000 tons of fuel and South Korea promised to cover the costs of fuel that would be lost when North Korea shut down its nuclear program. North Korea said, hey, you know what? Our nuclear program, that's just for electricity, except for the whole part where the power plant wasn't connected to the electric grid, so probably it wasn't for electricity. The North Korean deal was very similar to the Obama-Iran deal. They got everything up front and promised to not make any nuclear bombs. But communists, they're really not known for being honest. We'll call this error number nine. At this time, a businessman in New York went on the news programs stating the deal with North Korea was a disaster and it was going to end with nuclear bombs pointed at New York City in about 20 years. That businessman was Donald Trump. We'll call this error 10. They should have listened to Donald Trump, who was 100% correct. North Korea then faced a huge flooding and drought problem. Life got even harder for the people living in North Korea. Then in 2005, North Korea had its first nuclear test. The world was outraged and they said, you shouldn't do that, that's bad. And North Korea said, we don't care what you think. And yeah, that's what all that happened. Bush talked diplomatically as if he was talking to a sane person and that really didn't work. We'll call this error 11. The UN didn't step in at this moment and stop the madman. Although the madman was now part of the UN, so you know. 2006, North Korea tested seven missiles. In 2009, Obama became the president and that same year, North Korea launched a long range missile. Then December 17th, 2011, Kim Jong-il died and into power came Kim Jong-un. Okay, the names are getting really confusing, so we're gonna call this guy Rocket Man. Okay, 2012, North Korea launches satellites with a rocket. And in 2015, North Korea tests a missile from a submarine. In 2016, North Korea fires a missile directly into Japanese controlled water. A few months later, it fires three more missiles. Bush did nothing, Obama did nothing. We'll call this errors 12 through 17. No one cared. Then 2017, Trump shows up on the scene and somehow it's all his fault because he tweeted something. Look, he doesn't talk to the rocket man like he's a normal person. He hits him where it hurts, his pride. He openly mocks him. He talks about him like he's a child, not the God that he thinks he is. Is it working? I don't know. Currently, North Korea has agreed to talk to South Korea and that hasn't happened in a while. And they're planning on sending a delegate to the upcoming Olympics. That's interesting. Okay, personally, I think they need to do a makeover of the Korean War and this time end it. Russia and China don't have to agree. They just need to stay out of the way. The problem could be taken care of very quickly. We're not here today because of Donald Trump. We're here because the Soviet Union was left to set up a country. We're here because the communist dictator was allowed to take control instead of a planned elections. We're here because communist China backed North Korea during the Korean War. We're here because the president left a job unfinished and refused to completely destroy communism. 
We're here because Clinton made a stupid deal and Bush, Obama, and the UN ignored the crazy country over there building nuclear weapons. That's why we're here. Maybe you're thinking, well, what exactly is the difference now between North and South Korea? Let's look at North Korea. There's around 25 million people in North Korea. Their leader, the rocket man, he's not seen as human. He is God. The citizens are brainwashed and most people believe he can actually read their minds. Any negative thing spoken or even perceived to be negative against the rocket man is punished by hard labor or death. Death means firing squad, hanging, in some cases stripped naked and fed to starving dogs. North Korea is probably the most miserable place on earth to live. For the last seven decades, the citizens have not been free to say or even think what they want. Even the clothes they wear is directed by the government. The GDP is 197th in the world. The average wage is two to three dollars a month and homes are heated with open flames because electricity is only available a few hours a day. The children can go to school, but they have to provide their own desk, chair, and fuel for the fire. And school? Well, in school, they're taught the Kim family created the world. There's no internet in North Korea. And making international calls without permission from the government, that's punished by death. I was listening to a YouTube video of a girl who escaped North Korea, and this is what she said. When I was nine years old, I watched my friend's mom publicly executed for watching a Hollywood movie. According to the law, North Korea has freedom of worship, but the only worship allowed is the worship of the dear leader. Currently, 400,000 Christians live in North Korea. There's 400,000 people who chose to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, even though North Korea is listed as the number one most dangerous place in the world for a Christian to live. Right now, today, there's 40,000 Christians in labor camps in North Korea. Let's compare the communist North Korea to the free South Korea. There are around 50 million South Korean citizens who live in freedom and have the opportunity to be wealthy. Family life in South Korea is celebrated. Well, some of the favorite celebrations they have are the baby's first 100 days. Weddings are a big deal. The 61st birthday, that's a huge celebration. Their food, it's grains and fresh vegetables, a lot of rice, stew, soup, but even pizza and hamburgers and sushi are very popular. Art is celebrated. Sports are, of course, a huge part of South Korea. In fact, I'm sure you're all aware the Olympics are gonna be there really soon. South Korea has a free press and many newspapers, radio, television. It's the fourth largest economy in Asia and the fifth largest automobile production in the entire world. And they've not only given us a lot of cars, they've given us LG and Samsung. South Korea is a model global citizen that actually deserves to be in the UN and should have a voice and a vote. They're a strong ally to America and Canada. They are a voice of freedom. You look at South Korea, you look at North Korea, what you see is the difference between capitalism and communism. And look at the way the citizens live under capitalism. And look at the way the citizens live under communism. What can we do as Christians? First of all, we pray for the Christians living in North Korea. We can pray for those who've never heard about the power of Jesus Christ who are living in North Korea. 
We can pray for a miracle and for freedom to come to the people who have waited for seven decades and have been forgotten by the world. And as Christians, we can stand up for those who have been forgotten. We can demand that our government do something, not say something, do something. You can use social media. You can spread awareness and let people know what's happening to the citizens in North Korea. That's North Korea, where people are starving and making $2 a month. 